Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where history comes alive. I'm Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're diving into the life of a remarkable figure, Squanto. Ah, Squanto. The only Native American who could speak English, Spanish, and Pilgrim. That's one way to put it. Let's start from the beginning. Squanto's story begins around 1580 in the village of Patuxet, which was part of the larger Wampanoag Confederacy. Right, the Patuxet lived in what is now Massachusetts. It was a vibrant community, deeply connected to the land and the seasons. Squanto, Ortiz Quantum as he was originally named, grew up learning the ways of his people. The Patuxet were known for their fishing skills. They fished in the rivers and along the coast, using techniques passed down through generations. And it wasn't just fishing, right? They were also skilled farmers. Absolutely. They practiced a form of agriculture that we now admire for its sustainability. They grew corn, beans, and squash, the three sisters, as they're often called. These crops were more than just food, they represented the harmony with nature that the Patuxet cherished. Squanto would have participated in the seasonal cycle of planting, harvesting, and communal feasting. This was a time when the community came together, shared stories, and passed on traditions. And let's not forget, this was a society without Netflix. Storytelling and oral tradition were their entertainment and education. Exactly! Squanto would have been steeped in these traditions, learning the history and lore of his people. And it's this upbringing, deeply rooted in the Patuxet way of life, that made Squanto such a unique figure later in his life. Right, his deep understanding of his culture, combined with the skills he would later acquire, made him an invaluable bridge between the Native American and European worlds. Squanto's life took a drastic turn around 1614. That's when he first encountered European explorers. Right, these were not your friendly neighborhood tourists. They were led by an English explorer, Captain John Smith, and later, Thomas Hunt, Smith's second-in-command. Smith initially established what seemed like a peaceful relationship with the Patuxet. But after he left, Hunt had other plans. He lured several Native Americans, including Squanto, onto his ship under the guise of trade and goodwill. And then bam! The trap was sprung. Hunt captured Squanto and around 20 others, sailing away from the shores of their homeland. Imagine the confusion and betrayal they must have felt. The ship first docked in Malaga, Spain, where Hunt tried to sell these captives into slavery. It was a dark time in European history, where such actions, though appalling, were not uncommon. But here's where Squando's story takes a twist. While Hunt was trying to sell them, local friars stepped in. They took Squanto and the others to save them from slavery. The friars introduced Squanto to Christianity. This period was crucial, it was here that Squanto first began to learn Spanish and about European customs. These skills, learned under such harrowing circumstances, would later prove essential in Squanto's life. But at that moment, they were a means of survival in a completely alien world. It's a testament to Squanto's resilience and adaptability. From a world where he was a free man, knowledgeable about his land and culture, to being a captive in a foreign land, Squanto had to learn, adapt, and persevere. After being rescued from slavery in Spain, Squanto's journey across Europe began. It's a chapter filled with both adversity and remarkable encounters. Indeed. From Spain, Squanto found his way to England. 
this wasn't a simple trip across the channel. We're talking about a journey in the early 1600s, long before modern transportation. Right, and his first significant stop in England was in the bustling port city of London. Here, he connected with a merchant named John Slaney, who played a crucial role in Squanto's life. Slaney saw Squanto's potential, not just as a laborer, but as a cultural liaison. So, he offered him a job at his shipyard. It's here that Squanto really honed his English skills. And it wasn't just about learning the language. Squanto was immersing himself in English culture, customs, and even religion. He was living in a world vastly different from his Patuxet origins. Imagine the culture shock. From the traditions of the Patuxet to the cobbled streets of London. Squanto was living between two worlds. His time in London was also a period of networking. He met explorers, merchants, and even members of the London Company, which was heavily involved in the colonization of North America. It's like Squanto was inadvertently preparing for his future role as an intermediary. Every conversation, every new connection, was unknowingly equipping him for what lay ahead. After several years in London, Squanto began to yearn for his homeland. He knew he needed to find a way back across the Atlantic. And that opportunity came in the form of an expedition. Squanto joined an exploratory voyage, which promised to take him closer to his native shores. It's important to remember, these weren't luxury cruises. These voyages were perilous, with threats of storms, diseases, and unpredictable circumstances. Absolutely. But Squanto's determination to return home, to see his people and his land again, drove him forward amidst these dangers. After his extensive time in Europe, Squanto finally set sail for North America around 1619. His destination, the Virginia Colony. This wasn't just a homecoming, it was a complete shift in reality. Squanto was returning, but not to the familiar landscapes of his youth. When he arrived in Virginia, the world he encountered was a collision of Native American and European cultures. The Virginia colony, at this point, was a burgeoning center of English colonial ambition. And let's remember, this was a time when Jamestown, the first permanent English settlement in the Americas, was just over a decade old. Squanto found himself in a complex and often tense environment. The colonists were struggling to establish themselves, often clashing with the indigenous populations. For Squanto, it must have been a surreal experience. He was familiar with both Native American and European ways of life, yet here he saw the friction between the two. His arrival in Virginia also marked a significant moment in his life. He began to use his unique skills as a mediator and translator. Yeah, it's like he was a 17th century diplomat, except without the fancy title or the big salary. Exactly. Squanto's linguistic abilities, along with his understanding of European customs, made him an invaluable asset to both the English colonists and the Native Americans. He was also gathering information, learning about the shifting dynamics in this new world, and how different tribes were reacting to the increasing European presence. This period was crucial for Squanto in understanding the broader geopolitical landscape of the region. It wasn't just about survival, it was about understanding power, alliances, and the future of his people in a rapidly changing world. And through all this, Squanto was still harboring the hope of returning to his homeland, to the Patuxet territory. Little did he know the drastic changes that had taken place there. Squanto's journey eventually led him back to Massachusetts, but this return, around 1619, was nothing like he had imagined. Right, he was expecting to reunite with his Patuxet tribe, to return to the familiar landscapes of his youth. 
but the reality was heartbreakingly different. As Squanto approached his ancestral lands, he encountered a haunting emptiness. A devastating plague, likely introduced by European traders, had swept through the region between 1616 and 1619. This plague was catastrophic for the Native American populations. Entire villages, including Squanto's Patuxet, were decimated. The disease left survivors traumatized and communities in disarray. Imagine Squanto's shock and grief. He had survived slavery, navigated foreign lands, learned new languages, all with the hope of returning home. And now, he found his village deserted, his people gone. It's a sobering reminder of the devastating impact European contact had on Native American populations. Diseases like smallpox and leptospirosis wreaked havoc, against which the Native Americans had no immunity. Squanto, once a member of a thriving community, was now one of the last of the Patuxet. He was essentially returning to a ghost town, a stark contrast to the vibrant community he remembered. But Squanto's resilience shone through even in this dark hour. He didn't succumb to despair. Instead, he sought out other Native American groups, eventually joining the Wampanoag Confederacy, led by Chief Massasoit. This was a strategic move. By aligning with the Wampanoag, Squanto positioned himself as a bridge between the Native Americans and the incoming European settlers, a role that would soon become crucial. Absolutely. His unique experiences in Europe, his linguistic skills, and now his deep understanding of the tragic changes in his homeland made him an invaluable figure in the history of Native American-European relations. Squanto's interaction with the Pilgrims, who arrived at Plymouth in 1620, is perhaps the most famous chapter of his life. Absolutely. The Pilgrims, facing a harsh New England winter, were ill-prepared for the challenges of their new environment. Enter Squanto. With his unique knowledge of English and Native American customs, he became an indispensable guide and interpreter for the pilgrims. He taught them essential survival skills, how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, fish in the rivers, and identify which plants were edible or medicinal. Squanto's guidance was a lifeline for the pilgrims. Without him, their chances of surviving those early years would have been drastically reduced. But Squanto's story with the pilgrims isn't just one of harmony. There's a darker side to it, a tale of betrayal and manipulation. Right. Squanto, realizing his unique position as a mediator, began to leverage it for personal gain and increased influence. He played both sides. To the pilgrims, he presented himself as their loyal advisor, indispensable for dealing with the local tribes. On the other hand, he misled Native American tribes about the pilgrims' intentions and power, portraying himself as the only one who could negotiate on their behalf. He even went so far as to fabricate a story about a hidden cache of pilgrim guns, aiming to instill fear and solidify his position as a vital intermediary. This duplicitous behavior eventually caught up with him. When Massasoit, the leader of the Wampanoag, learned of Squanto's schemes, he demanded that the pilgrims hand him over for punishment. The pilgrims, owing their survival to Squanto, were in a tough spot. They refused to hand him over, leading to a tense standoff. It was a complex web of loyalty, deceit, and survival. Squanto's actions, though questionable, were perhaps driven by a desire to maintain his status and ensure his survival in a rapidly changing world. Yet, despite these controversies, Squanto's role in helping the pilgrims cannot be understated. His contributions during that critical period were vital. Indeed. Squanto's story with the pilgrims is a nuanced one, blending tales of assistance and betrayal 
highlighting the complexities of his character and the turbulent times in which he lived. Squanto's life, filled with tumult and transformation, came to an end in November 1622. It was an abrupt conclusion to a life that had seen more than its fair share of twists and turns. Squanto fell ill with what was described as an Indian fever after returning from a meeting with a local tribe. His health deteriorated quickly, and despite the efforts of his pilgrim allies, he passed away within a few days. His death was not just a loss for the pilgrims but also a significant blow to the delicate balance of power and diplomacy in the region. Squanto's demise marked the end of a unique bridge between the Native Americans and the English settlers. He was, perhaps, one of the few who could navigate both worlds with ease. In the years that followed, tensions between the Native Americans and the settlers escalated, eventually leading to conflicts like King Philip's War. Reflecting on his legacy, Squanto's life is a blend of tragedy and triumph. He was a man who adapted to extraordinary circumstances, played a pivotal role in a critical period of American history, and left an indelible mark on the narrative of European-Native American relations. Yet, his story is also tinged with the darker aspects of human nature, manipulation, deceit, and self-preservation. It reflects the complex and often morally ambiguous realities of the early colonial era. Squanto's legacy also serves as a reminder of the resilience of the human spirit in the face of adversity and change. His ability to adapt, learn, and influence events around him is a testament to his intelligence and strength of character. And let's not forget, his story is a crucial part of the Thanksgiving narrative, often simplified, but integral to understanding the early years of European settlement in North America. Absolutely! As we remember Squanto, we see a figure who was both a victim and a survivor, a helper and a manipulator, a man caught between worlds, trying to navigate the tumultuous waters of a changing age. Squanto's story is a testament to resilience and adaptability, and also a reminder that history is full of unexpected turns. Thanks for joining us on this dive into Squanto's life. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the History AI podcast. See you next time. From the mind behind the History AI podcast comes an electrifying journey into the past. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Dive into a tale where Benjamin Franklin, America's beloved inventor, takes an unexpected journey through time. But with his leap, he unleashes a powerful ripple. Now, with dark forces lurking in the shadows, harnessing this energy to shatter and enslave the world, it's a race against time. Will Franklin fix the future? Or will history rewrite itself? Uncover the secrets. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Time has never been more fragile. On Amazon now.